This is your Womanhood After Motherhood podcast, episode number nine, with guest Samantha Kay. Welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Reva. Today, I'm going to speak to a woman named Samantha Kay. She has two boys, Rory and Archie, who are seven and five. She is the Vice President Content and Publishing at H&K Strategies. She has worked in marketing and branding and advertising content for the past 20 years. She has been leading campaigns and winning awards and expanding herself as a professional. She's very ambitious and motivated, but she has this real zen about her, which you'll, which you'll soon see. And we're going to have some really important conversations today about the expectations of motherhood in the workplace, about what does a whole person look like, and how do you restore and maintain your energy. We all know that womanhood is an ongoing quest, and I am trying to discover what helped each of these women find their way back. What pulls you back into yourself? So that's really what we're going to be diving into today. Thanks for joining us. Please welcome Samantha Kay. Samantha, welcome to Womanhood After Motherhood. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I would love to talk to you about um, being a working mom. Let's just start there. What has it been like for you being a working mom? I've been a um, work outside the home mom. I've been a work from home mom prior to COVID. And and now I'm working full time from home, but in a new job that I started recently just uh, three months ago. And So I would say that I've sort of experienced working life as a parent um, in many different ways with, you know, different challenges, but also with a lot of exciting opportunities. And so I think it's a a juggle, um, but a rewarding one, I would say. And before you had kids, did you always plan to continue moving forward with your career? Absolutely. Um, You know, I worked for a long time in editorial and branded content, and I worked in magazines um, and social media. And so, you know, for me, that was a big part of my identity and and who I was being creative. You know, I love writing. I love editing. I, I enjoy the process with other creative people. And so it was always the plan to continue to work after having kids. And even on my mat leave, my first mat leave, I actually um, created a food blog for for myself um, because I was missing, you know, six months in, I was missing some kind of outlet. So, and I, I wouldn't even necessarily say it was what I can think about continuing to work. It was really more about, um, you know, how will I continue to do this career that I'm, I'm passionate about. And did you find yourself caught up in the high expectations of motherhood that we see these days? Absolutely. I, I think it's difficult to escape that. I think we see images. I think we read books. Um, we hear from different um, parents, maybe our own parents or our friends, So 
definitely those expectations have been there and I have high expectations of myself as well. I think as you ease into parenting and I, you know, I have my eldest is going to be eight next month. So I feel like a more experienced parent now, but I think you start to understand that trying to fulfill those expectations um, isn't really sustainable. And where did they even come from? What do they mean? Yeah, this is it. And it's the expectations that we have on ourselves, but they didn't come out of thin air. They came out of us looking at social media and our you know, circles or what we're seeing on TV, what we're seeing in magazines. So we're having all this stuff and then we're computing it. We're creating the expectations. But I'm realizing it's so much our own. We're making we're taking the, we're taking all that in. We're creating the expectations ourselves because nobody's following up with us on those things except us. There are so many different, there's almost too much information. There's so many guidelines. So, you know, what you feed them, when you feed them, how you feed them, the stimulation that you should be giving them, screens or no screens, um, you know, should they be wearing, like, the material that they wear, um, how sustainable their life is, what you should look like, the... And so this idea that we and all of a sudden we need to be experts in all these areas that we may not even be that interested in. That's where you have to really take a step back and understand what do I actually enjoy? What does that mean to me? And how am I going to, you know, prioritize it for myself? Because when I look back and the kids are grown up, what are they going to remember? Are they going to think, well, you know, I think it's also about being really trying to be as present as you can be and not getting caught up in those things. I've learned that when I take time for myself, I have a much um, healthier outlook on those expectations because I get fulfillment in different ways. And therefore, I'm not trying to get fulfillment through meeting these expectations that may have really no actual priority for me, just what I at at certain stages have thought I was expected to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like I've got a, there's a new top 10 list every day of something, like the top 10 toys your three-year-old should be playing with or the top 10 foods that they have to eat. Like every day, I'm like, I can't, it's too much. Well, and then you move through a different phase and you realize that it's really not important because they're over it now. (laughs) It's something else that you need to focus on. So I think that's an interesting experience um, as you move from the really early years and then you move into that next phase of childhood and they start to need you less. And, you know, the things that you may be really focused on, I don't want to say obsessed, with uh obsessed over but the things you really focused on (laughs) you don't even remember them and so that's where I think that helps you as you keep moving through each phase it's like just you know take a breath and remember that you were this worried about over at exactly the right point that you thought they should roll over and you now can't even remember when they rolled over so I think there's a lot of that that you learn and, and mature in, um, as you go through motherhood. What makes you feel like a whole person? My career, um, but I also 
have other creative outlets um, that I enjoy. And I have noticed that if I'm not um, giving those space and carving out time for myself to do that, then, you know, I, I kind of start to feel frustration or I, you know, have less patience in my role as, as a mother. Um, and so one of those is I, I do love creative writing. It's definitely a hobby, but it does pivot into what I do for work. Uh, but it has nothing to do with work. It's just for me. So I've taken um, courses as a way to keep developing that craft. And then I have a writing group um, that I started actually, uh, we all met during a class I took uh, at the height of COVID when I, I needed something just for me. And, uh, and then we all, there were, I think there's like six or seven of us who've started a writing group and we meet every Thursday evening virtually. And it's just a really diverse, wonderful group of women. And so I think what I realized is, yes, it's the creative outlet, but it's obviously also those friendships that I've developed. And it's also that everybody knows, the kids know, um, my husband knows that Thursday nights are my night. Wow. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. How does that work in your family? Because it's not work that is bringing in an income. It doesn't have something to do with the better bettering of the household or taking care of the kids in some way. It is it is really just for you. And so does it do you ever feel like it gets compromised where they're like, Mom, we just need this? Uh, it really doesn't. I think there's a lot of respect for all of from all of them. They know, you know, after dinner, 730 mom's doing her call and you know and it's good bonding time not that they don't have bonding time with their dad all the time you know whatever it may be when you establish something and it's routine and you do it all the time then it just becomes normal and so that's something that I've taken away from this experience is that you know I can start doing that with other things so the fit in workouts and I've learned that 6 a.m. is my time, 6 to 7 a.m. If I want to do any kind of yoga or cycling or whatever it is, that's when I do it. And again, you know, if the kids come down for breakfast or whatever, they know that I've got to finish that first. And so, um, and they're getting, it helps that they're at a different life stage. You know, they are more independent, but I think that there's ways you can apply that. Well, I like what you said there that it's the respect. Uh, Our friends had done uh, one of these marriage courses before they got married because they got married in the Catholic Church. And to get married in the Catholic Church, they had to do this marriage course. And she gave me the booklet after. She's like, you know, there's actually some pretty interesting things in here. Take a look. So one of the things was before you get married, divide up all of the household chores and decide who's going to do what. Have the discussion and make a list. So my husband and I were like, let's do it. So we wrote down all of the chores that need to get done and we put uh, beside it how long each chore takes. So this takes 30 minutes, this takes two hours, whatever it is. And then we divided it evenly. Okay, so you have 15 hours of chores. I have 15 hours chores. This is everything we did. And we were telling someone and they said, but do you really stick to it after we've been together for 15 years now? Do you really stick to it? And my husband said, yeah. Because we respect the list and we respect each other. We respect each other's time and we respect each other's commitment to it. And so there was never, there's never been a question about it, ever. So teaching the children that respect 
at this young age? Because, I mean, you're saying you're they're pretty independent, but for a lot of people, kids at your age are not that independent. They're still relying on their parents to help out a lot. So to be teaching them at this age to have that respect for your time is is kind of a really important lesson. You know, I think that it's also important. I mean, I have two boys, and I think especially now when we're looking at the example that we're setting for our children. I do want them to understand that they have, you know, a mother who is pursuing um, her career. She's pursuing her interests. She's someone who um, has, you know, curiosity. And I think if I want to inspire that in them, I have to be the example. I have to show them about showing them that I am a multidimensional person. Yes, I do give the best hugs in the house. There's no doubt. (laughs) If they fall over, I am the one that they come to. Um, But it does shift the dynamic once you start to create these expectations. You're shifting expectations and you're gradually starting to show that, you know, over time, we're together, but we're separate people. Because I think when they're very, very young, they almost don't feel separate mm. from you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so one of the things um, when we were having a, our chat just before uh, – this the recording you ha- you had said to me um, having a shower and getting your hair done is not a treat it's self care it's just being a human being and I loved that so much so can you please talk to just talk a little bit about that because it was just so powerful to me I'm like yes yes you're right well I mean personal hygiene we're allowed to have personal hygiene I think um, it was actually my stepmom who said that to me at one point there was a point where I hadn't have my hair done in ages uh, when the boys were really, really little. And I remember her saying to me, that's, it's not a treat. It's not. And so I think as you start to recognize, like I should be able to have time for a shower, going to get groceries is not a vacation. Sitting in my car is not a vacation. Um, these, these are all memes, right? And it is kind of funny. But, um, you know, we should be allowed to take care of ourselves. Putting on makeup should not feel like somehow we've taken, you know, time away from the care of our child. I I just think that there are these things that somehow in society we've come to create this sort of anything that the care of her baby particularly is somehow not caring for them. Whereas I feel like when we care for ourselves, we are caring for our child and we are caring for our family because then we feel better about ourselves. Yeah, it really... Jokes out there about using baby wipes, you know, to, to instead of a shower and things like that. And of course, there are those early sleep-deprived days, but that shouldn't be your way of being uh, on an ongoing basis. Yeah. Well, and I mean, now I I have time to do those things, but there is always the sense of urgency. It's like, I got to do it fast. I got to do it fast. Okay. She, I, you know, she's sitting there. I, I gave her a couple of books so she can sit there and read those books, but I got to, okay, I don't have time for mascara. I can only have time to put blush and, and lip gloss or whatever it is. And, but where is the urgency coming from? 
because she's okay reading on the floor next to me. It's so true. Or, you know, to your point about getting your hair done and that you're that last half hour that you're sort of can tell you that there are times when I said, oh, yeah, don't worry about styling it. Right. So I think, oh, though, yeah, it's that's training what we're saying. ourselves. Yeah, it's training ourselves to say, no, I, it's okay. Because inevitably what happens is it's just a conversation in your own mind. You rush to get home and everybody's fine. And so then you've yeah. deprived yourself of that time. Yes, you're referring to how when I go and get my hair done... I don't uh, stay for the blow dry. I'm always like, I'll just blow dry it at home. I just, I've already been here an hour. I'll just do it myself. And I get in the car with wet hair, and then I get home, rush home, rush in the door, and of course everything's fine. But I feel like I can't. I certainly fine. can't take the extra 15 minutes for or 20 minutes for them to blow dry. I just, I need to cut it off. I need to cut it off fast. And why? What? Where does this false sense of urgency come from? But it is comes back around to this high expectations. That's obviously, there's something evolutionary there where we just are programmed to feel that we, you know, need to be there. Um, But I think like anything, it takes practice. You know, you have to practice to give yourself that space and that time. And it's good for your partner as well, um, because husband and I have had conversations about in the past is that. If I have that thought, it also says to him that I'm I'm not trusting him with the care of our child, and he is a parent too, right? Like we are both equal parents, right? Or your, or your mother, or your, or your, or your mother, whoever, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you have? I I I love that. you have may maybe already answered this with with the writing, which I I absolutely love that you do that. Uh, but how do you restore and maintain your energy? I have found that it is very important for me to exercise. Yoga, meditation is something that I started during during the last uh, year and a bit to you know really help me focus, reclaim remove my thoughts, you know, kind of stop that wheel from spinning. Uh, Because I think that there's a lot to juggle for any parent, but I think we've all read the articles about the mental load of motherhood and and all of that. So for me, um, I particularly like yoga and running, um, but also quiet my mind. Mm. I see how the the ebbs and flows of 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 our womanhood throughout motherhood and how it seems like it is an ongoing quest and when you you have to find things that pull back in or remind you of who you are and movement you're feeling your body seems to be something that's really grounding for a lot of women that um have periods where I haven't been as focused on that. And again, it does come back to the care of self. And I've seen that there are points where, you know, you're really just trying to survive in parenthood and as a mother. And and those are the times I think when you especially need to look at what 
like, what am I doing to recharge? Um, am I enjoying a movie? Am I lighting a candle? It sounds silly, but um, I have had periods of motherhood where I feel like I'm just holding my breath. And I take a step back and I realize, oh, I haven't picked up a book in six months, or I haven't, you know, I haven't done all these things that are the things that help me feel better. Um, and once you start doing them again, you wonder why you stopped. Um, but again, I think that there's just these periods of time where you're in a lot of directions and you need to obviously do whatever it is you need to do, um, but try not to forget to, to take those moments for yourself. And sometimes it is as simple as reading a page or just trying to have half an hour in the bath to unwind or listen to a podcast you know something that's just for you go for a walk listen to a podcast breathe did you find before becoming a mother you ever had to remind yourself to do the things that you like to do things that I like to do when I like to do them and you know that you didn't have to think about it you didn't have to carve out the time and you absolutely do now Samantha, thank you so much for chatting with me today. I like to close the show with a personal mantra, an affirmation we can say to ourselves in a, in a tough moment to help refocus and remind us of the women we are. And Samantha, can you please share your mantra with us? Sleep on it, go to sleep, and in the morning you'll know what you need to do and have a, a fresh perspective on whatever it is that you're trying to solve. Sleep on it. Thank you so much for being here, Samantha. Thank you for having me, Reva. And thanks, everyone, for joining our conversation. Head over to Instagram at Womanhood After Motherhood to continue the conversation. And that is my alarm to go pick up my daughter from daycare. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.